There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Fall from the South with Steve and Welcome back. It's Four from the South. I'm Steve Healy. I'm here with my man Fabrizio Capano. Fab, how are you doing, bud? Hello, everyone. Uh, happy to be back in the premier uh, place to know what's going on all over Big Latin America. Four from the if South. you want to know what's going on all over Big Latin America, but you want it in English and you want it with a slightly humorous twist, uh, this is the spot for you. It's Four from the South. So, Let's not screw around. I'm going to give us the rundown of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about Venezuela, which apparently, Fab, you're going to fill us in on this, is getting better. We're going to cover uh, Brazil, where uh, video games <laughs> starring politicians have become kind of a sensation. A somewhat tragic, but also quite weird story from Paraguay, where a presidential guard was uh, killed by a deer. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to uh, hear about a new beverage uh, Coca-Cola is going to be bringing us um, pre-made fresca cocktails which i think we can wow. call that a somewhat it's a that's a big latin american story so absolutely look we don't have any time to waste fabrizio what is going on talk to me about venezuela i'm hearing venezuela is getting better or at least that's a that's a pr campaign i mean the, not once again we're in this weird dystopian world where there's one reality and there's another one happening on the internet and this story goes back to a couple of months ago where the youtuber sensation called Luisito Comunica, that is a Mexican YouTuber that is famous because he traveled around the world and he show you places and he's like silly and fun and that's it. And okay. uh, there's there's a famous video of him going to Chernobyl and just hanging out in Chernobyl and be like, hey, this is the craziest place. And everyone in the comments is like, a lot of people die there. Stop. Yeah, Stop it's, not your, it's not your playground, but... <laughs> But the thing is, like, Luisito uh, is a huge YouTuber. Uh, everyone loves him. And he went to Venezuela and make a video. Like, I bought a big house, a big mansion in Venezuela. So cheap and it's amazing. And looks like Venezuela is getting better. And that started a trend that is like, Venezuela is getting better. Because we all know Venezuela has been in a bad place for decades now. And uh, it's, it was getting worse and worse. There's like, a, I don't know, the number of inflation. It's just insane. There's no way that you, I mean, I think the the, the minimum wage is like $3. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, 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 really bad. But looks like in the last couple of years, something interesting had happened that is like first the dollar went a little bit up uh, in Venezuela. Like I mean, We're talking about like the inflation is insane. So just a little bit 
it's a lot <laughs> when, you, when okay. you're in that position. Uh, and then it used to be like the government didn't allow you to pay in dollars. You know, they, they would try you to use the, their currency. But it's not like now they, they don't care. I mean, no, it's, now they, they, it's not like they officially say they don't care, but like they stop caring. They're like, okay, okay. Just, just bring dollars. Dollars, whatever. We don't, we're not, we're not, we can't handle currency. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we don't even know what is that. It's, it's, that's still a concept. So they decided to just like, okay, bring your dollars and spend it here. And looks like that got the system a little bit better. And there was, of course, uh, once again, a lot of criticism because it's like, hey, listen, it's getting better if you have money. But for real people, this is still a nightmare. And, right. uh, and, and at the same time, it's like, stop putting out there on the Internet that, hey, Venezuela is getting better because make it looks like this government is legit. It's like doing the things the right way and it's not helping, you know, the Venezuelan cause of taking down Maduro and restoring democracy. So it's like this dystopian YouTube world where like Luisito said that and then another started a trend and another YouTuber started like, yeah, it's getting better. I went to this and now this is happening. And like I, I went to like this restaurant and blah, blah, blah. And they started like this whole trend of Venezuela getting better. A lot of Venezuelans who were abroad went to Venezuela to visit and they say that it's like getting slightly better, but at the same time still slightly better in, in a place that is like so, so bad, it's still unfair for uh, the people in Venezuela. So that's what's going on right now. You know, I've noticed something, Fab, about famous YouTubers and TikTokers. They generally are not known for like really uh, precise, nuanced analysis. <laughs> Usually yes. the first impression that they get, they go with that <laughs> and they go on the vibe and they're also generally not um, like cynical. It doesn't seem to play on YouTube. It's not like so kind of dour yeah. uh, talking about how bad things are and talking about how great things are plays a lot better. I'm looking at this guy, uh, Luisito. He seems like he's just, a, he's got a, you know, his shirt down to like almost his belly button. He seems like a positive kind of guy having fun. That seems like what he's his brand. And I don't think it would be in his interest to talk about Venezuela's, uh, nuanced problems of politics and, uh, currency <laughs> management. So maybe you, he's just doing so his right. thing. It looks like they, they can go to hell and have a great day and say, Hey guys, it's awesome. Hell, I'm hanging with my buddy Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so warm down here. You don't need to wear clothes. It's great. They got these demons just like bringing you fire whenever you need it. <laughs> just have one good day. Just one good day and that's enough for yeah. you to make that be, like broad statement. Yeah, that's, a that's an, a kick-ass day in hell. Right. That would be a good YouTube for sure. Maybe we should send <laughs> yes. Luisito to hell and see what he can do with that. I'm sure he will come out with a very positive outcome <laughs> of of the, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and by the way, Luisito is, is annoying, but it's not the worst yep. one. Like, when you have like a Luisito, then you have a world around him of more annoying and less successful uh, YouTubers. Yes, and those are the ones who are really pushing this idea. Yes, that they have. They don't have the natural gift of Luisito. By the way, I'm on Luisito's Wikipedia page. It says here that he um he owns shares of a Japanese food restaurant, Diego and Kato, in Mexico City, and he launched a tequila. Uh, called Grand Malo, and he's got a, a fast food uh, restaurant that he <laughs> created called Fast Foo. Um, 
have you had an opportunity to try this? It sounds like another YouTuber has been criticizing the quality of uh, Luisito's fast food. But um, next time I'm in Mexico City, I might look this up. Go to fast food. Uh, this is a new thing. I, I I know also another Instagrammer who's getting his restaurant. I think it's that's just anything you need. You you see again. That doesn't match. You know, a restaurant, you quality <laughs> control, uh, precision. Sometimes you have to reject some things. Like, you know, it's it's not, it doesn't go with the YouTuber uh, attitude. No. And these guys are doing fine as YouTubers. Keep doing that. They want more money. They want more power. Uh, There's, well, they they know the that the power is in restaurants. Venezuela, it's not getting like really better it's just like having maybe like a not that 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 bad moment um but you the internet created this trend of like hey guys we're we're out of this problem and of course the the government was like yes it's true we're doing great and yes and uh, (laughs) luisito is right some of these uh journalists who work for uh, the, the the chavismo like they were like, yes, yes, he's right. Thank you for saying it. You know, like the real media is scared of telling the truth. We're doing great. So, yeah, that's that that's what's going on, uh, I think, in Venezuela. Well, in a way, you know, Venezuela, it seems like it's kind of it's been it's been in what I perceive to be sort of anarchic chaos or disorder for so long that sure, there'll be ups and downs. I mean, sometimes it'll be better or worse. The situation doesn't seem to be improving, right? There's still this guy, Maduro. There are numerous coups that have sort of flopped. Somehow they're not shaking this guy, but the economy is a total disaster. If you want to have a, if you wanted to do something like build a business in Venezuela, I don't know how you would do it. So you just sort of, it's just a, it's a struggle, but I don't know. There'll be ups and downs within that cycle, right? I mean, even if you have like a, a terminal uh, ill patient in a hospital one day one warming he'll be like oh i'm feeling a little better yeah that doesn't mean like he's out of like he needs to, he, yes you will go home the same day uh yes when you have somebody who has like a very very sick relative or their grandfather or something it's like they go they go he has good days and bad and that's sort of maybe that's exactly. how it is but imagine it's like one of those good days one of those good mornings you have Luisito that happened to be luisito right next to him screaming in a camera and they're like he looks great he's amazing look like he can run a marathon i I, I don't think that's an accurate you know i'm not going to criticize luisito i'd never heard of him before we began recording this podcast i've now looked at a picture of him scanned his wikipedia page heard you describe him and i think we need people like that he's positive he's bringing some joy look if you go to him for sharp political analysis i think that's kind of on you that's not your guy yeah that's that's your mistake uh yeah, Luisito is very happy. He have um his own brand of clothes. I don't know if you want to get some Luisito. You call him some El Rey Palomo also. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's uh, Luisito. Well, let's we reach out to him. Every- we'll get him on the show. Let's see if we can get yeah. him on uh, Four from the South this season, if possible. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, what else have you got for us, Fab? Um, something's going on in Brazil. Video games. Yes. <laughs> Political video games. Not a, well, a couple, phrase you hear often. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this MMA fight between a, a council, or a Brazilian, part of the Brazilian, uh, I think the Sao Paulo councilman, and uh, I think a senator, like they went to an MMA fight to solve their problems. And looks like this... Uh, trend is now going online because someone came up with a video game where they you could it's like a street fighter or mortal Kombat kind of format you know we all know those games sure um, yeah two guys fighting classic the, classic just the basics and they he decided to do it with the brazilian politicians okay uh, cool so yeah it's, it's called candidatos with a k uh and you can play with Bolsonaro. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, And you can play with with players like Bolsonaro or Lula that are Bolsonaro and and Lula. Um, Yeah, and the graphics are pretty cool. Uh, People are, just went viral online. Like 50,000 people have downloaded this game. It's it's 99 cents. Uh, And yeah, it's, it's just like a lot of people that hype because it's like the country's so polarized right now that it just became a trend to play this video game with politicians of, of course, right now the extreme right. And we can say like, yeah, the, the left uh, fighting uh, for your entertainment. This I learned something from reading this article. <laughs> Here I'm in The Economist uh, talking about it. The headlines uh Video games involving politicians have gone viral in Brazil, but it's it says it's in the article that because of weird taxes and stuff, like the video game culture of Brazil evolved in kind of a weird way. So, like Sega, the Sega console is still kind of popular, and people are still playing Sega there, which I think is cool. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so the idea of like an independent, homegrown video game that could be up to speed with the news totally foreign to me when I was a kid playing video games, but now it seems like people can. It's not beyond the realm of the possibility to like make a video game that you can just, and then you can sell it to people within days. It's not like you need to make it and put it in a little box and sell it at Toys R Us. So I think we'll see more and more kind of like political commentary, social commentary through video games, right? That seems like a trend to keep an eye on. Yeah. This is my, this is my problem with this is like, I, 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 of course I'm watching movies, TV, listening to some podcasts, then I try to read books. Then video games is, is too hard to pull into my system. I think video games 
are, are so relevant right now. And I know they're great. I'm not saying that they're, they're like for kids, they're really great graphics and storylines and whatever. I can't. It's just like, Fab. I can't, I can't imagine when I'm going to like put a video game and play for six hours. I, I, I'm I don't, so I with can't you. see it. It's also like the the sort of like initial like I tried to play the game Red Dead Redemption, highly acclaimed video game, beautiful world, Wild West kind of stuff, looked awesome. But the, like the first thing I have to do is spend like twenty minutes learning how to like get on a horse in the game. <laughs> the, the, it, it seemed to suddenly video games require like discipline and attention and hours and oh, hours no. of preliminary work where they used to be like you put in a quarter, you go nuts. Um, it, it, it's they've like, evolved into this. And it's like, you have to learn this new language. Yeah. So let's yeah. Start. <laughs> yeah. Let's start. Uh, no, it's it, 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 they're very complicated. And I know people love that about them, that they're getting very specific and whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, it's supposed to be destructive. And and now it's, it's also a lot of work. So I don't know. I don't know. I can't put video games in my mind. Uh, sorry, world. Can't. I think I'm glad that there's something, there's like 60 hours of activities a week for uh, unemployed young men, especially to do, because God forbid, like they, they didn't have video games, what these people would get up to out in the world. Like this is a, if that's, if they're diffusing the energy of the youth of the world, maybe that's good. Although on the other hand, maybe that's like exactly what the um, corporate uh, masters want to distract the energy that could be turned to political revolution uh, into video games. I guess the key question is like who who is the better fighter? Would you choose Lula or Bolsonaro? Because well, Bolsonaro have guns and he's like a oh. he's like an army guy, but Lula like a street fighter. He looks like yeah. someone who can. I mean, a bar you get in a fight with him and Lula will destroy you. In real life or in the game? I think in real life. Well, he's yeah, old okay. right now. Like he's oh, okay, looks super it. old. But uh, if I, because if if I started playing this game and Bolsonaro is just better and I win every time I pick Bolsonaro, that's gonna affect my politics. Probably you're gonna be like, yeah, both was the strongest one in the video game. Yeah, uh, like imagine if uh, Mario and Toad ran against each other for president of the United States. I mean, like I'd have to think about their various abilities in Mario Kart and and so forth. Yeah, Mario. Well, he he's supposed to be uh, working. In, with pipes and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's a plumber. Mm-hmm. He's a plumber. So he's kind of a working he's more man. Connected. Yeah. yeah. Like the other guy. Who I lives think in a castle. But Princess Peach, she just knows how to rule. Anyway, we're getting distracted. This is not the kind of thing yeah. we need to be talking about. <laughs> okay, so I have a somewhat tragic but also bizarre story, uh, Fab, that was in the Guardian uh, newspaper in the UK. Headline: Paraguayan presidential guard dies after being impaled by deer. And this was sent to us uh, on Twitter, by the way, by. Um, I don't have the guy's name handy, but he's a fan of the show, and I appreciate uh, him. I will look it up and get it to you. Shout out to listener Jay Baumanis for sending us that one. Okay, so the uh, the Paraguayan military officer died. Uh, He was killed by an Axis deer, which is a weird kind of deer, beautiful animal, but it has really long uh, antlers. And I guess the nation of India donated some of these deer to Paraguay. They're not native to Paraguay. And they roam around the uh, grounds of the capital. And somehow uh, the, the guard, uh, he 
antagonized the deer or uh, misinterpreted its motion. There's a deer around the presidential palace. There's also ostriches and ponies there. And the deer like flipped out and it was a weird interaction and it shoved its antler into the guy and killed him. Tragedy. Uh, Sorry for the guy, but also uh, and his his family and loved ones. But also like what a weird, weird thing to happen. Weird way to die. Paraguay doesn't make it into the news that much. And it seems like um, when it does, it's usually something pretty odd that just kind of makes you raise an eyebrow. What's going on down there? Have you visited Paraguay? Uh, this is my thing. I, I tweeted a couple of months ago that I I, I I don't even remember that Paraguay was still there. And uh, I know it's a very controversial tweet, but and this is like probably like not the, the brightest side of Latin America, but looks like countries... They don't care about each other that much. And especially right. small ones who have no real significance during the World Cup. Yes. I think yes. if you're a country in Latin America and your team is not competitive in the World Cup, you have no space in the Latin American world stage. <laughs> and not in soccer, just in any any in, in, in media, in, in culture, and in politics. You have nothing to say if your soccer team is not doing at least okay <laughs> in, the, in the... Sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is a very, very, very bold statement, but that's what happened with Paraguay that's the right truth. now. You're just, a, you're just a truth-telling journalist, and that's the fact. Now, Paraguay is also, it's like very, it's landlocked, right? And when you have a landlocked country, yes. it's just tough for them to get in the Afghanistan, uh, 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 Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia. You just don't, it's these countries water, just don't get the stuff that they, that other countries get. It's not their fault. They're just trapped. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad uh, deal. Misfortune of geography. Yeah. They had a bad deal during the wars. And, and by, by the way, I think the, the, I, I, I know people who've been to Paraguay, and they say say that it's beautiful. They say that it's like very like the the accent is is very uh, interesting. Like their accent is like a mix between uh, like an Argentinian nor- northern Argentinian tone, uh, but speed it up. I don't know. People say that it's is a very interesting way of talking. Uh, and but who's the president? I mean, I, I don't even have the know. basic facts about Paraguay right now. Yeah, I what do they make? It, I don't know. A friend of mine, a what guy who's kind of an intro, my college roommate who's kind of like looks for unusual travel, he went to Paraguay and he sent me about uh, 20 photos of it and waterfalls and the jungle and whatever. But I was like, nothing screamed Paraguay. This could only be Paraguay. <laughs> like he could have gone yeah. to, uh, it could have all been in Brazil and he just sent me the photos and I, I never would have been the wiser. Like Paraguay needs something. It needs a, a symbol. It needs a thing that people go to see. Um, maybe we can, ha- maybe it could be these deer, the place where deer are still killing people. I don't know. Uh, or Bitcoin. That's my solution to every. Oh yeah. 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 If you're a, if, if you're a tough luck country, country at the moment, you have to be thinking about Bitcoin. Now, are you, after your tweet, did anyone invite you like, Hey, come do stand up? What, what's the stand up scene in Paraguay? Maybe you could be a, you could kind of put it on the map. No one ever talked to me about the stand up scene. And, and I'm sure like this. It's like in every country in Latin America, there's like always one guy who's like, yeah, I'm stand-up comedy here. So I'm sure you can find that guy in Paraguay. It's like, yeah, we were the first in this bar. And it's like, okay. Uh, I think stand-up comedy in Paraguay. I'm Googling right now. There's an Instagram account. Yes, there is people doing this. If you're the top stand-up comedian in Paraguay, 
hit us up four from the south at gmail four from the south on twitter let's talk we'd like to have you on the show we uh are we're curious about paraguay paraguay is part of our purview here on the show we do not want to slight your country we want to get your perspective so reach out to yes. us and if you don't i have i can't help you paraguay has to speak up for itself come on we paraguay. try we're rooting we try. for you there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone. It's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Fab, I'm going to take us out with a, a somewhat more pleasing story. No one died in this one, and please, it could be quite positive. Uh, yes. <laughs> so basically, here's the headline. Coca-Cola's Fresca to join crowd of canned cocktails. It's in the Wall Street Journal. Now, I Fresca, sweet sodas, sweet drinks, I as, as somewhat associate with Latin America. Perhaps that's a stereotype, but I think there's something to it. So basically, Fresca is going to start making... Um, Coke realized that all over the world, not just Latin America, but all over the world, people are adding spirits, uh, alcohols to Fresca. They're making drinks out of Fresca. So they're like, what the heck? We're not going to... We're going to cut out the middleman here. We're going to make like bottled Frescas. Uh, they really? haven't... Uh, it's called Fresca Mixed. We'll start with cocktails inspired by recipes from people around the world who use Fresca as a mixer. And they're going to market and distribute these in the U.S. I think this could be really interesting. I mean, what's going on? Talk to me about Fresca, your relationship with Fresca. <laughs> Where are we at here? So Fresca, uh, people people know Fresca here because you can, if you, maybe if you go to any Mexican restaurant, they will yeah. offer you. You'll see a Fresca, fresca. In, the, in the, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Frisco is a drink that is like a juicy but very watered down. So uh, it's not like heavy juice at all. Yes, uh, it's light. It's, it's like refreshing. Water with a, yeah, it's refreshing. It's, it's served very cold. And yeah, it makes sense that it's like for cocktails. And uh, um, and, and once again, we, we have a tradition of very cool uh, fantasy drinks. I don't know if you would call them that way here. Fantasy drinks in Latin America. Mm. I don't know this term. Tell me uh, more. So, yeah, like if you think about Coca-Cola or Pepsi or wherever, uh, like this carbohydrated drinks, they're all they're all part of like we call it fantasy drinks. And in fantasy drinks, you 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 can find uh Inca Cola, 
from Peru. Oh, sure, yeah. That's a that's a famous one. That's a big one. I don't think there's 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 a drinks with Inca Cola. I never I've heard nev- of it. No, I only get Inca Cola at the Peruvian restaurant. That's where I see it here in Los Angeles. And it's a little um, it's too sweet for me, frankly. What what and what is the flavor? That's my question. The flavor is like gold, goldenness. It's, it's it similar is, to the flavor yeah. of Mountain Dew or something. Yeah. It's like a golden what, which sugar. Which fruit is this? Not yeah. Fruit. <laughs> yeah. Inca fruit. Yeah. Inca fruit. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sacred and, drink of the um, Inca. We used to have one between Chile and Argentina called Sorbete Letelier. Okay. Uh, and sor- Sorbete Letelier was um, like kind of like a Coke, like a homemade Coke. Okay. With, with with cherry, but this okay. is the interesting part. If you if you go to the store and buy a sorbet letelier, the cherry still inside of the bottle. Oh, you drink okay. it elegant. And at the yeah. end, you will find a cherry that is dead inside of this drink. Uh, it's just the, the the amount of sugar that's been absorbed into that cherry, which itself is already just a little ball of sugar. That's gonna knock you out. It's sugar with sugar, guys. It's what you love, and uh, you know what? Here's the thing, though. Been around. I got I, like the sugary drinks in Latin America. I think of as a thing, uh, and yet, like here, in the, no one is worse than the United States in terms of obesity and uh, overdoing it on sugar. And I think that's because all of our sugar is like corn-based versus like actual yes. pure cane sugar, which kind of just like burns through your system and it's fine. Versus like making you into a three hundred pound guy who needs to use a scooter to go to Walmart. Who that? would say that corn was a real enemy this whole time? Yes. There was a, it I, was corn. It was corn as goddess. I read somewhere actually, <laughs> was reading this the other day, like corn, like if you live off corn, you have to work about like 50 days of the year or so to grow enough corn to feed you and your family versus like rice, something like 120 days or 200 days or something like an incredible amount of work. If you live on rice, but if if your thing is corn, corn you don't have to work like that much. Whatever. And I think yeah, that kind of may have affected like world geopolitical history, the vibe of say China versus Mexico. I don't want to speculate too much, but it does seem like there's something to the fact that corn-based cultures are a little chiller than say a rice-based yeah. culture. Boy, could I have said anything that would be closer to cancellation, uh, but probably not quite getting me there because it's just, just facts. right in the line. Yeah, Boy, that's the thrill just, of podcasting, though. Veggies. Yeah, we're just talking yeah, about vegetables here. Always yeah. getting in trouble without getting in trouble. By the way, um, I want to finish with this. Uh, we used to have our own version of Coca-Cola for many years in Latin America before Coca-Cola decided to invade us, uh, and it was called Free Cola. And Free Cola. Uh, every, everyone was making fun that during the dictatorship years, everyone was drinking a, a something that would say free. Everyone have like a, a can that said free in their hands uh, in the least free moment of their history. Wow. Does anybody have sort of like nostalgia for free cola? Can you still get a free cola? Is that like a hipster I sort think, of co- I'm seek sure it out? Someone, I'm sure someone it's like, yeah, like, a, you know, hoarding free cola uh, billboards from the 80s. But it's a dark period of time. So people, I don't think they remember free cola with that, have like that gotcha. much joy. <laughs> 
content. It's not a focus of joy and happiness. Well, between the banana milk on a previous episode and Fresca and free colas, our beverage segments have been quite popular here on the show. So if you have any uh, news uh, of beverages uh, developing in Latin America, hit us up here at Four from the South. You can find us on Twitter. We have a Gmail as well, and we would love to hear from you and what's going on in your corner of big Latin America. Fab, thanks so much for bringing us the news here. Really appreciate it. And uh, guys, we'll get you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Thank you.